0: So talk talk to me about uh, about the importance of that grassroots energy. Why why is that where you wanted to look?
1: Because that is how change happens. When we look at all uh, all the past marginalized groups, civil rights movements, the LGBTQ rights, those are grassroots efforts of people coming together, marching, speaking off, standing up for their rights, and then eventually, hopefully, change occurs. And so that's what's happening with this movement. Now look, this has been going on since biblical times, patriarchy, and we've had the suffragettes and we've had the feminist movement with Gloria Steinem and all of the amazing women in the 70s and 60s and 50s, you know, striving for change. And now this next wave is happening. And so here we are. And I think women are feeling um, strength in numbers. There's power in numbers. So they're like, well, I'm not so alone. So I'm going to speak up. And that's what we have to keep doing. To speak up and tell our truth. We're
2: Welcome back to another episode of Echoes on Air. You get over there, Jess goes on air. Uh, I'm your host, Janelle.
0: <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> I'm over here laughing. Y'all, don't pay no attention to me. Listen to Janelle. She's talking about important things. No, I don't, don't know if
2: you want to listen to Janelle either. She ain't, she ain't right. She ain't no, right. No, listen to Janelle. <laughs> Um so we've got kind of a special episode, I think, because it's been a while since well, actually, not a while, it's been a never since since you and I have just sat here and just talked.
0: Right. Yeah, this is a this is an echoes first.
2: This is an echoes first. And I think it's actually really funny because we do actually talk like real humans outside of the episode.
0: What are you talking about? No. It's Mm. true. No, no, I'm mute except for when recording a podcast. We actually don't even like each other. I
2: don't (laughs) not even a little bit. Mm.
0: and definitely did not spend most of last week together working Mm. on a play.
2: Nope, not at all. Not at all. Um, So, yeah, no, like, last week was crazy. But awesome. Was awesome, was awesome, but crazy. So, last week, um, we, so, like, I wrote a play um which is really it's crazy to say I think but um but yeah so I wrote a play hashtag voice and echoes media was one of the producers of the play um pretty much because the three of us are the people who actually made things happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no we were
0: heavily involved
2: it's true along with along with uh the rest of the team which was bananas crazy like the professionalism and the the way, like the kids were like, "Oh, that wasn't a full production." It was so funny. I got a message from one of them. He goes, "I swear, I thought that was a full production." Right? Like, no, it was just
0: a. Oh, it was a very like it was a very together reading. So it was, it was supposed to be a reading of the play, right? Yeah. But like, there was also like all these projections and things, and also like Dr. Really staged it. Like yeah. you didn't just Dr. Is the director for those that don't know
2: Dr. Man Hansen, my my hubby,
0: who you have heard on Echoes. before. You
2: have heard him on Echoes before. Um, so shout out to DR and his actual husband for loaning him out to us um, because, you know, it was, um, like I said, last week was crazy, yo. Last week was crazy. Um, but before we like really got started, so really for the Echoes Media crew, we've had like this crazy bananas couple of weeks. So like before right. that. True. Um, we had, what was it, a production meeting um, for the play, mm-hmm. not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Mm-hmm. We had a production meeting where all of us were in the room. Also, let me go ahead and shout out the rest of them because, like, I think that's wrong if oh, I no, just don't. Right. Like, like So Dr. Man Hansen, the director, and our two stage managers, Bobby Sela and Devon Miller, Woo! like, seriously, I just words can't even express yeah, they were incredible. how, like, listen... They they held it down and, and there
0: was there was really so many elements that went honestly there's probably as many elements that went into this reading as there would be into a full production we had like Facetime calls Bobby had to like reach over it's, on it's the screen true. and drag over the Facetime icon he it would was have great. to do
2: that we had like Facebook Live stuff like we don't do yeah we don't do small
0: right yeah we apparently not don't know how to do
2: that we don't know how to do that so yeah so shout out to also Jack. AKA the ghost who wants to remain silent, but he did sound and light because that's what he do. And Chris, who helped us with the projections. And like when I say helped us, like the show wouldn't have run without Chris and his projections. So like shout out to that.
0: Um, and, and thanks for giving me the chance to do it. It was fun. It was It was like I also haven't done like a project that big in a minute besides like, you know, my boring day job. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't You shouldn't say that on whatever. The air. Who cares? <laughs>
2: It's out there now. It's out there now. You can't I mean, take it back. Nobody knows where I work. It's That's fine. true. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> right.
0: And also, what are they going to do? No Everybody thinks their day job is boring.
2: <laughs> Prove it.
0: I don't know. Some of them think it's like, okay. sorry. This is Neither a Neither here nor there. Tangent. Like, oh my
2: God, this is not what we're here this for. Has, right. Uh, <laughs> we haven't
0: even gotten to the topic of the episode. This, this is, is actually This is why
2: you're not, this is why we're not allowed to just be right. me and you. Because at least when right. there are other people here, we have to behave.
0: We're like, like forced to stay on topic because they don't. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no, so it was a crazy, crazy week. So we had that production meeting with the six of us before we met with the cast, which was a really great cast of, of students as well. Um, and then like we finished the meeting at like 530 and all hopped in a car and like rushed to um, the USA Film Festival um, to see Shatter the Silence, which brings you to the topic of the day.
0: Right. Yes. How many how many minutes have we been recording and we just not got to the actual topic?
2: only <laughs> Oh, oh okay.
0: see, that's not that bad. Not that bad. Five minutes right. is really not that we bad. We did
2: good. We did good. So yeah, so shatter the silence. Uh, the film it's it's a documentary and um, Cheryl Allison is the producer and the director of it. And you've heard and she. editor. So shouts and to her. Listen, li- take. A she moment. did so much. Like, I don't – how, Sway? How did you make this happen? Right. Um, But, um, yeah, so you've heard Cheryl – on an episode here a little ways back I'll probably put that link in um, just so you can hear because it's what I think is really interesting about it is it's a full circle moment Mm -hmm. Um, because she was talking about it I I guess it was like what maybe our third episode third or fourth episode we were talking about pride I think it was like maybe our third or fourth episode that she was Was she she was on episode Huh? She was, was in the Pride episode, Another God Side of Pride. Um, yeah, because Which that was before we DR moved. was also DR in DR was before? also on that one. It's this true.
0: Super full circle.
2: Full circle. And so it was it was it was really cool because she actually talked about two of her films. Um, which I didn't get to see the other one, and I hope that I will get to um, see the other one. But we managed to make it to shatter the silence. Yes. And, you know, Echoes had our first as well. We were on the red carpet. Yes. And we were doing big things. I
0: mean, listen, there was, like, there was like a little placard for like Echoes Media, and it had our it, names on it. had on our it names.
2: We were like super... I mean okay fine. fine a piece of paper laminated plat- laminated paper Like don't do us Jack. Really? Dang. Yes I it was. I'm pretty it sure it was, was
0: laminated. But it was. I think I stepped on it. So See Jack don't anyway, want us
2: whatever. to be great. Anyway, whatever it was a real red carpet. Listen, Jack don't want us to be great. That's okay though. But but listen, we were super official and I was proud. We had our little recorders. We were out there interviewing people like
0: uh, Yeah. yeah.
2: It was a thing. And, and so, you
0: know it's real because I got the wrap-up signal like five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a real red carpet if someone <laughs> like, tells um, you to shut up. <laughs>
2: you, you need to go on and get off the carpet, bruh. Bruh. Bruh, bruh. Um, but yeah, so it was just an awesome experience to be on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome experience, I think, for Echoes um, as a podcast. But all that said, the film... Yeah. was so dope. So yeah, okay, it was really like good. we've been talking for like now 10 minutes and you don't even know what the film is about. Chris, right. take it away. Oh,
0: okay. Um so Shout of the Silence uh is a film, you know, again by Cheryl Allison. That like Oh, I spoke to her on the red carpet, and what she said was she was you know, really in that, that moment where after the article came out about Harvey Weinstein, and, and when we were in the midst of you know all these revelations about people like Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K., she just remembered that moment and thinking that sooner or later, the media was going to move on. They were going to find some other topic to talk about, something else to be obsessed with. And she was asking, how can we continue that conversation? And it, the, the answer really is this film. It's, it's a continuation of that conversation, but not just on this like big national, you know, all these incredibly famous people scale, but really on the local scale of here in Dallas, um, looking at our institutions, at our churches, at our arts organizations, at our community organizations, at our politicians, like our local Dallas and, and state legislative politicians, uh, just looking at how all these institutions and how regular people like kids, Are responding to the Me Too uh, movement and all these issues that are raised by the Me Too movement, and really, you know, making progress, shattering the silence, and, and how we empower people by giving them a voice by not being silent about these topics. And honestly, like, it was just a really good film. Like, it was, they did an incredible job. Like, it was such a wide range of things. I thought that she, like, really hit, like, you know, we saw. The reaction in some schools, we saw the reaction from a survivor, we saw the reaction from a young person, we saw the reaction from a teacher, we saw the reaction from, you know, a, a straight white man, mm-hmm. like, who what do I do? We saw the reaction from a pastor, we saw the reaction both from a, a black female, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if she was a pastor or oh, a clergy, okay, cool, a black female pastor and also from a white, straight white male pastor, you know, like it was... I thought that it was great in terms of seeing how these ideas and this movement has worked through an entire community here in Dallas. And, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. If you have the chance to go see it, go see it.
2: So I will tell you, um, and I haven't gotten, you know, hopefully I'll get some updates before we... um, Air this like on Wednesday and everything, but um, it's already won awards. Yes, rightfully so. Yes, um, I'm not sure exactly what awards. Can you look that up? You, you yeah. got a computer. You go ahead and look that up while I talk. Um, actually, some of it I see right here. Winner of the storytelling award um show for change film festival and a gold movie award uh, some semi-finalists and i think it's won some more since that i'm not sure but chris will check me out here uh double check what i'm saying yes. what i thought was really interesting too that she said was well, she told the story of her grandmother um who recently passed mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i believe this year if i remember correctly um were Facebook friends and I remember her posting something about it. But yeah,
0: it was and it was during the process of making the film. Yeah,
2: yeah. And cool. what she said was super interesting and sad um that um her grandmother passed away at 99 years old. Um but um one of the things that she talked about is that her grandmother Having been widowed, I think early in life, like 29, having been widowed, had a, a job, and in that, um, at, at a bank, and she was told by a coworker not to be in a room with a particular member, patron of the bank, or something like that, right? Um, and that's what her grandmother called the whisper network. Her her grandmother had said, you know, women would tell people when they got hired. You know, hey, watch out for this person. Don't be here, so on and so forth. Um, and when she was in the process of making this film, um, actually, before she started making the film, when the big local um, thing happened here in Dallas, for people who don't know, um, on the theater scene, there was a, a local director um, that had sexual assault claims uh, filed against him, um, and. Apparently, a lot of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth theater community knew about it, and they had been talking to each other about it and telling each other about it. And so what what she said was what really stuck out to her was the fact that her grandmother had just had – or not just – you know, decades before had experienced this whis- whisper network. And she said of all the things that changed over her grandmother's life, going through like the great depression and going through like world war two and all these other things that happened, what hadn't changed was the whisper network. And I thought, well, damn, <laughs> like, Right. like, dang. um, and it's, that's rough, right? That's super, mm-hmm. super rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you think about that? Like the whisper network, I had, I had, so I, ha- I have mixed feelings, and I was talking to my mom about it this morning, <laughs> um, and I had mixed feelings because my thought is, well, if everybody knew, why we I say nothing earlier?
0: Well, I mean, I think, I think people don't say things because because it's not at one point I wasn't really going to do anything, yeah. and you know, it's 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 one thing. I think a lot of the me too movement is about about like really like like gaslighting and like being able to trust your own experience like i know this happened to me and for years if women did speak out i mean literally some of the people that we've seen the biggest um accusations against that have had their careers ended people like ryan singer Mm -hmm have had lawsuits against them before. Mm-hmm. And the people who were talking about them were painted as crazy or thrown out of the industry mm-hmm. in the case of mm-hmm. many of the women who accused Harvey Weinstein or who mm-hmm. just refused him. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, you know, I, not to uh, listen. Dallas Theater Community, from what I've seen, is wonderful. I've been, like, you know, kind of, like, around, mm-hmm. nearby for my whole life. And I'm sure it's wonderful, but I'm also sure it's not a whole lot better than any other arts community. Right. And these p- same people could have spoken up about the same person yeah. 10, 20 years ago, yeah. and they could have been treated the exact same way yeah. as many of Harvey Weinstein's accused. Of. You would be like, oh, hmm, so-and-so hasn't been, they used to do all these shows at all the big theaters in town, and oh, I haven't seen him in anything lately. I mm-hmm. wonder why that is. You know, it's... It, it,
2: and I think that's what my mom was saying to me. My mom was like, you know, you're looking at it from a post Me Too movement Mm -hmm. idea and and I'm like that 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 makes sense right because let's be honest like it is easy for especially if you're trying to break into this business right Mm -hmm. um says the girl who's never been in it but also on the fringe right we live in the same place you and me on on the outside very close nearby right um we live like two streets removed um, (laughs) from from the theater community. We go visit the theater community. Okay, no, no, no.
0: I think we just finished doing a play. I think that that counts as theater community.
2: Oh, shoot. We did that. Right. Okay, never mind. So like, we're a little bit next to the theater. Okay, so we're not two streets removed. Like we're well, okay. moving. It's in. like
0: it's like if it's like <laughs> if, if it's a beach, you know what I mean, right? And like the theater community is the water. We're and We've been on the beach and we're we just so like ridiculous. took a couple steps in.
2: Oh my geez. we're so d- ridiculous. But the point is, <laughs> the, <laughs> the point is, this is why we need other people here because they will keep us in line. Right. But no, the, the the point is, is I think I think yeah, I think you're right. It's not it's not super different, and I think that is. You know, my thinking, my response to why didn't anybody say anything is a very common response, and mm-hmm. I'm equally as guilty as everyone else. It's like, well, if we knew that, why didn't we say anything without noticing, like, yeah, but, like, what if you want a job, right? right? Yeah. Um, what if you know about it, but it wasn't to you, but you kind of know about it? But you don't know about it. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm, I'm one mm-hmm. of those people that if I don't see it, I'm not going to sully your name. Exactly. I may, I may have an opinion. Right. I may think a thing, and I may like suspect a thing. But if I don't have it, I'm not going to actually just go out there and throw dirt on your name because I don't think that's right. Right? Well, and so it's about who
0: you believe. It's right. It's about. It's about. Are we going to? And that's you know I think there's there's been a lot of reaction, positive and negative, to the idea of just believe survivors. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, you can't just believe people. You can't just ruin somebody's <coughs> name off an accusation. Which, like, okay, sure, I hear you. But the reason we're saying that is because for so long, people were just given we the benefit of yeah. the doubt. And this is, you know, I, I, I've, we've, uh, most, especially I think young people have been having this conversation for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that really affected me the most is I had a friend that said, most sexual assault, harassment, et cetera, is not like other crimes in that like it is always going to be almost by definition probably two people by themselves Mm -hmm. right like it's not there's not going to be witnesses all the evidence is going to be circumstantial and Mm -hmm. often often especially in the case of, of assault or harassment it's it's not something where you know we have this image of this uh, stranger who uh, rapes someone, and they're fighting them off, and there's scratches and kicks, and there's mm-hmm. you know test a kid and you're gonna see that there was all this stuff that indicates that there was there was it was a violent situation mm-hmm. or physically violent situation, where often I think they talked about this in the film. So often, what women did to survive was just okay. I'm gonna put my head down and I'm gonna I'm gonna suffer mm-hmm. through it, mm-hmm. and that up to and including suffering through actual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 and I guess my point in saying that is there's not going to be evidence of that. If yeah. you if you eventually just submit because you know that if you fight back, you might get like physically injured. You might mm-hmm. die yeah. if you fight back. Yeah. There's not going to be evidence that you yeah. were assaulted like that. There's going to be your word and the other person's word. And yeah. in a situation where you know that very often it's going to be one, two people's word For so long, the balance was, okay, well, innocent until proven guilty, she said something, he said something, I guess, you know, we can't have an opinion. Innocent until
2: proven guilty keeps a lot of guilty people innocent. Right. I think we just got to,
0: we got to reevaluate the calculus um, on that, on this specific topic of, well, I think I'm just going to lean towards, in a a world where it's so stigmatized, and we can also get into, they talked about the shame of outing yourself as a survivor of of harassment or assault. Yep. in a world where it is so difficult to be believed in a world where it's where you're likelier to suffer consequences for speaking out really than abusers are to suffer consequences for being abusers right we can we could go ahead and say you know what probably if she said something there's a there good might be chance. a thing right and especially when it's a community thing and then that's where the whisper network comes in yeah. when someone is bold enough to speak out all of a sudden you hear 10 15 20 yeah. corroborations yeah. Yeah. from yeah
1: years Years back back.
2: years back and that's the thing that's the thing i think with with the dallas thing um that's the thing is this was happening for years Mm -hmm. and everybody knew it and i think um because he was so big in the dallas fort worth area again if you wanted to work right you know what i mean like he he had his hand on enough i think um and tell me if i'm wrong too but he had his hand on enough oh
0: wait i mean to be entirely honest I've been following this, but for so long, people don't really say this person's name. So, like, I have a guess about who it is, but I actually don't know who this person is. You know is. who it
2: is.
0: No, I really don't. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I'm. I.
0: So, I don't know enough to answer that question. I don't, okay.
2: So, I don't, well, yes, I do. But I don't want to say the name because I don't know if there's a yeah. reason for not saying the name. Um, and I don't no, want us no to, to go there. But the point is, the point is, is he had an, his hand on enough to where people, especially if you're trying to get in the business, he had his hand in it enough to where the, the fear would be legitimate. You know what I mean? The fear of actually getting a job, keeping a job, Mm -hmm. um, would be legitimate. And so when you're talking about who's believable, when it's two people's word, whose voice do you hear more, right? If you hear his voice more, especially in, again, in this business, if you hear his voice and his name more, you're gonna tend to lean toward believing him, which I understand why the Whisper Network then happens, because then, we're not just talking about it being a whisper network of, of who it is, but it's also meant to protect people. It's meant to do what, what you know, Cheryl's grandmother did, mm-hmm. which was, hey, we can't do nothing about this, right. but let me tell you what's up. So you, right. you try to protect yourself in right. that situation. Make sure you're in there with more than one person. Make sure that if you're ever around this person, you have a witness or, or what have you. Um, so the whisper network was really... That, that section was so hard because there were people in that section that I knew. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of those things like, you know, I don't necessarily wear a T-shirt, but I am a survivor of sexual assault. So sitting there next to them and watching mm. them listen to their story is very triggering. But it's also this amount of um mm, Courage that you know what I had heard is one of the women hadn't told anybody until this film. Really? It happened decades ago. And she had she had to tell her children right before the film came out. And so when we're talking about the Whisper Network and people being believed and all of that other stuff, we're talking about somebody who was assaulted in this business again in 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 Dallas. Um <clears throat> That she held on to it for so long, um, and and what I thought was super poignant is that she said she thought it was time for her to speak out because, being that she's kind of a maternal figure in in this business now, right? She's been working in this business for years, decades. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she thought that it was important that she said that you know what happened to her, so that so that people aren't afraid to say. What happens to
0: them? Well, and you know what? Honestly, meant so much to me about that particular story. Like, I, 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 she taught me at one point. I took lessons from mm-hmm. her, and seeing Same, that someone, by the way. yeah, right, yeah, seeing that somebody who is an authority figure, mm-hmm. who I had always seen as like, you know, a one mm-hmm. of my mom's friends, awesome, and B as an authority figure as a teacher, um, y- you, at least I didn't. Like, you just don't imagine that that is something that can happen. You know, you see somebody as an authority figure, you think, oh, well, you know, they can't be victimized because right. they're an the authority. the way they carry themselves right. and this,
2: this, this presence that they have. And you think, no, like, mm-hmm. and, and I think, but you know what, I think that also works against us, right? So, like, you know, you start comparing yourself to other people and you're like, I'm not like her. Oh, wow. And so that's why... I should, like, that's why it happened to oh, me. wow. I'm not like her. And I think that's if why If I her, had been
0: like this, yeah. I wouldn't have... And that's... that. Right, you understand that right. there is no way there to be. There is no this. There you, is no, no this to be. Yeah.
2: That you can be any kind of way and you can still be subject to the same, you know, the same situation. And I yeah. thought that that was such a powerful, a powerful moment, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, you know, being on that row with those people as they're talking about it and just knowing like, okay, this is the second time that they're watching themselves tell this story, second time in life that they're Mm -hmm. watching themselves tell this story. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think, again, that's the power of the Whisper Network, but I think that's also, like it's how it's protected us but like mm-hmm. also how it's protected them Exactly. And it, and it and it's a it's a double-edged sword. Like I I I get why it exists. So like I definitely retract my then why didn't we say anything statement, mm-hmm. but I also acknowledge that like protecting them also protected I mean protecting us also protected them. Yeah. Um and so the idea of shattering the silence is is powerful because it's like okay, I'm finding a new way to protect myself. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going to out them in order to protect myself and other people. It's it's just a new shift of that. Um, so, yeah, I thought, like, just, overall, seriously, can we just say how awesome this film was? Like, really? So many yeah. times. Like, I definitely need to watch it like a second and a third mm-hmm. time because there was so... Mm-hmm. It was so dense with so much information. Um,
0: you know, one thing I really loved about the film, just like from a craft perspective, is um, so the film is like divided up into multiple sections and I think for every section and kind of weaving through each section, there's a, there's a historical quote. Mm-hmm. There's some archive footage, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I remember there was one from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. I believe Charlie that Chisholm. we, yeah, there was one from Shirley Chisholm. Did we get one from Barbara Jordan as well? We did. Mm-hmm. We got one from Barbara mm-hmm. Jordan, which mm-hmm. is, I, I'm always glad to see Barbara Jordan like in any context. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Period. human. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but, and, I thought, you know, watching this and knowing that we were going to talk about it for Echoes, I was like, what a like an Echoes of the struggle moment, right? Wow, yeah. That like we were, she really just like was always bringing to mind, she, the director at Cheryl Allison, was always bringing to mind how long the struggle was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there was even a moment where she showed some of the suffragettes being carted off to jail. Yeah. And I remember... There was a sign I legit that had was like, tears
2: in my eyes, and I was like, "I ain't never cried over no suffragettes before." Dang, <laughs> dang, wrote dang.
0: Well, because she connected it to today. Yeah, she, she, like, she absolutely drew that connection from mm-hmm. from way back in the past to literally kids, and that was another thing that I. Yeah. Another part of the movie that I really, really loved was um, there were two young women mm-hmm. that were interviewed for the film, um, and one of them in particular. Uh, Her dad was also interviewed and she it was just to me a real life immediate present tense portrait of how this movement is having a positive effect right now. Mm. Because this is a young woman who was bullied and who was treated badly and who like before we had a framework for countering that Mm -hmm. might have just carried that with her into college into adulthood. Mm -hmm. But really we saw because she had parents Mm -hmm. frankly who were feminist and who like see that stuff and know it's wrong Mm -hmm. and because she lived in a culture where speaking out has been i'm not going to say it's normalized because that would imply there's no penalty there still is a penalty for a lot of people but in a culture where it's it's a possibility where Mm -hmm. we see that where we see women who are treated badly by our society having the the I don't even want to say the right, because I always had the right to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But but it just being something where you're going to be recognized. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not everybody, even if there are people who are going to have pushback, you're going to be believed beyond the Whisper Network. Yeah, You're going to be believed beyond people who have had, oh, well, I also had a bad experience with that person, you know? And so it was incredible to hear the things that she had to say about really how her life has changed and how she has been confident to stand up to people and confident to to call people out and be like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. It's not that I'm... Because yeah, so often when someone, when someone makes fun of us, when someone mocks us, when someone... Is cruel to us, especially when it's a community, which is so often like, right? You go to high school, it's not that it's the one bully, it's not the one bully, it's the 50 other people that laugh. You're right. like, oh, so yeah. I must be wrong. Right. Because all 50 of these people yeah, agree. They
2: all laugh in agreement. Right. Yeah.
0: And so to have that counter narrative to say, actually, uh, no, there's several million people on Twitter.com <laughs> who think you're wrong. <laughs> and so I don't care what these 50 people say. Yeah. Um, or on Tumblr.com or on. Echo's podcast, dot, right, dot com. I mean, right, You just go right.
2: to dot com, everything. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, there, there are enough people that are going to say, hey, bruh, no. Right. So like, like, but I think that's the thing is that the, if for so long it hasn't existed. And mm-hmm. to that end, well, first of all, before we move to to what I was going to say, shout out also to Shannon Howard, who was the teacher at the – Yes. At, I think it – Is it North Mesquite? Oh God, I hope I'm not wrong. Oh great, I'm being nodded at. It's North Mesquite um, High School. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's a teacher and the assignment that she gave, which I thought was genius, um, but it also shows just her work and her dedication to her students, um, that they ended up creating a blog, mm-hmm. um, and they ended up creating, um, and I haven't been able to find the website, so I'm going to make sure that I put that in, uh, the episode. I'm going to shoot her an email tonight just to make sure I get the correct one. So check the episode notes, um, as well, but, um, they have a blog called Her voices, um, I think on Blogspot. I think um, so, I'm not percent sure. But I, I went back and listened to some of the, the recording, um, earlier, but, um, they, I know that they had put it down because it was an assignment, mm-hmm. um, and those kids have moved on, but I think they're going to pick it up, uh, again, that she said, and they're going to, um, continue to, like, give their students voices to talk about things, and then they also created safe T, which is, um, I think it is, who safety.
0: I don't remember the acronym. Yeah,
2: it's safety awareness for teens. Ha ha! Ah. I remember. Safety. It's S A F T. Come on, come on. Sometimes, sometimes. she getting old, <laughs> but sometimes. So, um, But I'm, I'll make sure that I put that information in there. But they created, uh, because what they said they wanted to do, these kids said that they wanted to do is, and one of the things that she said in her interview with me was um, her students told her that there are so many times that essentially by the time you realize you've been victimized, it feels Mm -hmm. like it's too late. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they wanted to create something that they, as high schoolers, would go and teach middle schoolers, like be aware of these things, be aware of those things, like this could happen, that could happen. Think of your, you know, like if you get bad vibes from something, like listen to your gut and all that other stuff. And so um, just a shout out to her and to all the other teachers, because listen, the things that these teachers witness mm-hmm. in these schools and the things that parents have no clue, like, yeah. you know, with with the play, with Voiced, a lot of people thought I came up with that stuff. And I'm like, no, I sat in the room with these kids and kids who told me they witnessed a sexual assault on campus. You know, mm-hmm. these kids who are telling me these things and you guys have no, because they don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And that whisper network that we talked about is also learned, so. Mm-hmm these These kids, like they they don't whereas I get i like I said, I now I, I get i can I can understand the the whisper network and how it protects ourselves mm-hmm. because and we'll get to why I believe it's protecting ourselves as well or why it's necessary. I don't think the kids have the knowledge and the full understanding of everything to know how it works, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so they think they have their own whisper network, and it's not. Yeah. Like, if you witness a sexual assault, there's no need to whisper about that. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Like, right, that right, you, right, right, you right. witnessed an assault, right? Um, yeah. They don't, I, I think that that's, there's that. But moving to the next thing I wanted to talk about, too, is w- when we're talking about the Whisper Network and why people, why I understand it's necessary and how we're talking about that people won't be believed. Let's talk about these rape kits in oh, Texas wow, that they yes. talked about in the film. So, in the film, Um, they talked about Texas, um, and the amount of rape kits that have not been tested. And I wish I had a number, I think he's looking it up, but I I wish I had a number to, to give you, but we're talking about thousands of, of rape kits that have not been tested tested um and victoria neve who is a state representative um for texas yeah
0: state representative like if you live in like east dallas like garland listen look her up also
2: comma I do so. She like never mind. Neither here nor there. She my the rep too. Yeah, right. So like she's legit our rep. But um, but uh, she was in the film as well, and um, they're actually trying to put together some legislation, and um, they've actually been doing it. And so I'm actually going to put some links, some of the more recent links, um, in the episode as well, and on the resources page, um, on um, on uh, But um we're talking about thousands of rape kits that haven't been tested mm-hmm. like and and also haven't been tested okay we're talking about yeah. we're not just talking about like they haven't matched them up we're talking about they haven't even run any tests they haven't, even tests. Bothered to look they at haven't them. looked at them yet um and so even even if we did right so let's say that we're not utilizing the um, Whisper Network. Let's say that we go by what I said before, which was, why am we telling nobody? Let's say we did tell people. The fact that all these rape kits, these backlog of rape kits exist, tells us it doesn't matter if we tell anybody. Right. They're not going to catch them anyway because they're not going to test them.
0: So uh, on the subject of, of, of the rape kit backlog, there's a website called org. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it has sort of a list by state by state how many untested rape kits there are. So we are down to 2,000, 2,2100 mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive the number was considerably higher in it the was, past.
2: Yeah. I remember her saying that they went down to that. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, damn, they went down down to, thousands, to two thousands. Yeah. Down
0: to thousands of untested kits. But if you look at other states, smaller states, North Carolina has 15,000 untested rape kits.
2: Do you realize that what we're talking about, there are 15,000 women in the state of North Carolina, is Mm -hmm. that what you just said, that were victimized, and we haven't even tried Mm -hmm. to find out what happened to them. Right. Like, we haven't even attempted. Right. And in the event that you are unsure what happens uh, when a rape kit is done, it is an extremely invasive (laughs) Yeah. Um, situation. Yeah. Like, there are many people who say that they feel essentially they were victimized twice because Mm -hmm. you have to do it so quickly after Mm -hmm. um, the act has happened. So you're extremely vulnerable um, already. But then this, and we're talking... You know, this isn't a quick test. This isn't a open your mouth, let me swab the inside of your mouth kind of test. This is a very invasive, hours-long situation. And they put it all in a box, and they send that box to somewhere where they tell you it will be tested so they can find out who assaulted you. Or they can prove whoever you're saying assaulted you. And Mm. instead, it goes into a big vault, with the other, what was the number again?
0: 2,000, or I mean 2, 2,000, in Texas, Texas 14,000 in North Carolina.
2: Right. It goes into a big room with those. Mm-hmm. So that whisper network clearly is extremely necessary because... What right, we're saying exactly. is, is the government ain't gonna do nothing even if we stop right. whispering. Right. If we yell real loud, it don't matter. Because, again, as you said, you're innocent until proven guilty, but well, we ain't even getting the evidence to prove you guilty. So. And, you know, and
0: that's why, like, when the justice system has clearly massively failed, and it's incredible that we have people like Victoria Niave thank, who are working. Good. Yes, Nyave, sorry. The, thank
2: you for correcting me on that To
0: make the government, like, not. Fail to make the right. government actually do or its at job.
2: Least, at minimum, open their eyes. Like, right. hey, let me just tell you what y'all messing up. <laughs>
0: and there, right are, there are actually states where they don't even have a law in place to force people to find out how many untested kids mm-hmm. there are. That's that's one of the in the backlog is fighting for like everybody to at least have a law so you can figure out how bad a job you're doing.
2: Right. Like, can we? Can we just?
0: And there take are. A test? I would like to note uh, that. This this is not just it's, you know, we're trying to be apolitical here. Well, it's not just a red state or a blue state thing. No. This is North Carolina is a purple state and they have this enormous number. Illinois is a blue state and they don't have in they don't even know. Yeah. Oklahoma is a red state and it has seven thousand untested kids, which like if you compare that to the population of Oklahoma, which is not enormous.
2: Right, 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 right. It it's and and we're also talking about even in Texas, like they're saying that these are bipartisan uh they're trying to like this is a bipartisan effort and i
0: have to give credit to the lawmakers in texas you know they're they're <laughs> i definitely don't agree with everything <laughs> that comes out of the state house in austin um we can get into my adventures with voting a couple weeks back um but what i do or actually no last week um but i have to give props to the texas house you know there are on Education funding, Mm -hmm. and I mean, uh, our education funding is still not where it should be. But on education and and this issue of of rape kits, like they have done really genuinely good bipartisan work, not letting everything be hung Mm -hmm. up on. Oh no, a Democrat came up with this idea. Oh no, a Republican proposed this measure. No, it's a good measure. Why don't you go ahead and pass it? How about how
2: about that? How about that? And so I How about these again? Thousands of women who have been waiting because you also. Have to remember that these women are trying to get on with their lives,
0: right? But you but also you have, have to realize that, like, head. like
2: they're also thinking that you're going to do something, and also mm. once once they've given you essentially, they've given you the kit, right? I'm trying to because the the feeling of of of, of sitting there and enduring that, right. they've given that to you, and then for you to essentially. Th- throw it yeah in a room yeah right but like they've given that to you and then they've gone on and tried to pick up the pieces of their life and put their life together and live their life the best way that they know how thinking you know all the episodes of law and order svu they've seen right that there are people are out there right that people are like yes let's Take a look at that. Did we get a rape kit? Like we're we're watching these fifty-eight minute long episodes of people who are doing this and to find out, nah, just kidding, bro. We just we yeah. go through the motions, but we don't really do the things. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think I think that's important to hear for people who consistently don't believe people, or more important not more importantly, there is no more importantly here, or in addition, for people who are like, why didn't you tell anybody? Why didn't you report it? Right. Well, what would that have done? Right. Right? Because we're talking about these tests that they're talking about. She said that they had been there for decades, I thought. Do you remember how long she had said? Like, this is not over the course of, like, the last five years, this backlog of, of rape kits.
0: Oh, I, I don't know how far I back don't remember.
2: Goes. So don't let me lie to you, but we'll look it up. Um. But, like... She had said, I mean, it definitely wasn't the last couple of years. Oh,
0: wow. Actually, look, I, I have a number here. So, so there's two, 2,100 remaining to test of the 18,955 backlog kits reported to the state crime lab in 2017.
2: 20? I was about to cuss. You know what? <laughs> it's my show, damn it. 20 fucking 17. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the number was basically twenty thousand. It's it's pr- for all intents and purposes twenty thousand untested cases. So
2: again, shout out to Texas from going from twenty thousand to two.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's a ninety percent reduction. So but <laughs>
2: like also comma still <coughs> twenty thousand. But
0: it shouldn't have been twenty thousand. It in the first should never question. have it been should twenty thousand. Be zero.
2: And the reason that they're saying that it's so high is because it's too expensive. And I'm like, really? Is it too expensive? Is it is it too expensive? Which t- which Really, it's too expensive? Safety? Like, my safety is too expensive. Right, exactly. So, protect and serve. But protecting and serving is too expensive. Okay. Right,
0: yes. Like, no. (laughs) That's not... (laughs)
2: That's not how this...
0: It is too expensive to do the job that we are... Well, And it's also... I mean, you know, it's interesting. We have a
2: lot of money for
0: drug busts. We have a lot of money for detaining children. We
2: spend thousands of dollars on people who are in jail for life.
0: Right. Think about for how much money t- we spend not in jail for life. People who got busted on weed and are sitting, well, it used to be that's sitting in loose That's spirit. what I'm saying.
2: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, like, but there are some people that are doing like life after that yes. third strike. rule. They're doing life. We have been paying for them for life because they right. had some weed in their pocket for the we have third to pay time. For that, them wait, to for the eat. third time that you caught them, right? Right. So this right. is. So we. I mean, like, granted, they may have had it for like 28 times, but my point is, is you only know about it for three times. Like, a- real talk. Real talk. Your kids stole cookies out of the cookie jar more than three times, and you, <laughs> that you know about. But you just put somebody in jail. But like, you know what? Listen, we we just we're going off. Topic this is also a little another <laughs> wonderful
0: bipartisan issue: prison reform. Republicans uh. like it to save money. Uh, Democrats like it because you don't want people in jail. So uh, But get also, on comma,
2: we've got people that we know have assaulted people.
0: Who we are willing to just like,
2: oh. Mm, we just can't afford it. Mm.
0: Well, and I wanted to, I wanted to get into also this, the fact that there is so little official response is what leads to these unofficial responses, This like, quote unquote, canceling mm-hmm. this like... It was very interesting. I did uh, look up the individual who was uh, in the Dallas theater scene, and I finally figured out who it was. Um, And the very first article I saw was a a Dallas Morning News article which is basically, it features a very sympathetic picture of this individual mm. at the cover photo mm. looking sad and forlorn. And what do I do? Not and sad it's called, and forlorn. It's called Now What is the name of the article. Mm. And it starts off, if there was an island for the disgraced men of Me Too. And it's like, <laughs> you should probably be grateful you're on a disgraced island of people who can't work in Listen. the industry they want
2: to work in. Listen. And not in jail. They let you have an island, my dude. <laughs> right, right, Like, really?
0: You still have an apartment. You still you, get to, like, be, walk, you still get to walk up the street to the Chipotle. You know what I mean?
2: Hell, Gilligan was happy for a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, shh. Like, you better just shut up and take that because you could take a little bit more.
0: And I don't, you know, there was actually, I had a conversation with, um, had a conversation with one of the women and film organizers who were there on the red carpet, and mm-hmm. she was talking about how she uh, she said she was unfortunately on Facebook, um, <laughs> but she gets into conversations with people who say things like, "Oh no, what do I do if my son gets uh, accused of assault?" Mm-hmm. And she pointed out that, like, statistically speaking, your son is way more likely to commit an assault and get away with it
2: than get accused than to be accused. So, like, why? Ooh, that's, There's really oof. ooh that hurts
0: a lot of concern, and they actually I actually want to tie this back to the film because there was something really wonderful stuff from this like from the two straight white men in the film. Listen, they honestly w- they yes, delivered. They, they delivered
2: so much.
0: Um, but the I guess the and point it's, is
2: it gives you so much hope. It does, right? Because yes. I think it's so. I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, but no, no, like, no. but I think it's it's so interesting like not interesting but like it's it's refreshing because i think it's so easy for us especially straight white men you know listen we talk about the um the oppressed people <laughs> on this on the show a very bunch right right <laughs> and right right straight right. white men just don't they don't come out so good on no. the show most of the time. So,
0: but it's hey, listen. it's a good
2: it's a good thing that
0: it's, it's a, Jack's
2: a- over here laughing cuz he's like, yeah, this is why-. poor Jack. Jack's like this is why I never talk. <laughs>
1: no.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, like Jack's like no seriously, I never talk cuz I'm the straight white guy and nobody wants to hear from the straight white guy. But like obviously that's not true because as you said, yeah. the straight white men um, that were a part of this show, not to and, and they were there, but they weren't overshadowing any voices, well, they weren't taking up space. But I think it was really good to hear their recognition mm-hmm. of what's happening and the part that they play in it and how they want to play that part. So go ahead.
0: Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna I was gonna to your point that they weren't taking up too much space. I think that's also why it's important that this film was I was produced, edited and directed by a woman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to have that, that editing and that authorial power to say mm-hmm. that like these men said such great things, but I'm not gonna let that turn into the focus of the movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna like let that take it over, but I am gonna present this to the appropriate degree.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: so I think, you know, just shout out to women making films. Wait, and come uh, marginalized on, women people. Making films? Marginalized people making art yes. making work, yes. making media. Um
2: and that's something Mom said. Denise Lee said. It's weird. Sorry. Yeah. So, like, so Mom was sorry. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. But Mom was in the film too, right? For right. Community yes. conversation. Yes. Um, because right after this thing happened in Dallas again, um, she did a community conversation um, with uh, on this topic.
0: Oh, and for those that don't know, community conversation is just an event that's put on by Change of Perception slash Denise Lee, um, where she really just gathers as many people as want to come puts people in small groups to talk about hard topics. Yep. Like, that's really just, like, the people talking. Yep.
2: It's, it's legit what it sounds like. It's the community mm-hmm. conversing. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, so she, she one of the things that she said when she was on the red carpet, too, and I, I asked her, what do you think is the importance of this film being done by a woman? And her thing was um, pretty much... What I asked her was, what do you think is the importance of a woman doing this film and she said one of the things um that we hear when it comes to this topic is it's always in hollywood it's always being oh, wow. some, like you know mass produced some you know what i mean like mm-hmm. on a large scale it's always it, and also what is hollywood made of it, it i mean like who runs hollywood essentially right you know we're also talking about rich men
1: mm-hmm. likely
2: white what she was saying is is we hear about it from that level, right? We hear about it coming out of Hollywood. We hear about it coming. And, and so even if even if a woman is directing that, and I don't want to take away from women directors in Hollywood at all, like, at all, but it's still subject to approval by these major networks, even yes. if you're talking about on, you know, the ID channel, which, by the way, is where I live my life, but also neither here nor there. Maybe. I literally cannot stop watching. Never mind. So, like it's all subject to the approval of whoever this this head is mm-hmm. right this network head is and so mm-hmm. the fact that we've got Cheryl Allison um doing a film like this and it's and and as you said it's not just produced but it's produced and directed and edited like that's yeah. about the most power you can have exactly. on a film and on a narrative and the exactly. fact that that she is is doing that is is extremely empowering, I think. Mm-hmm. Um to, to and and helpful to this narrative and to the story. Um but there is one more thing. And I, I'm sure we could talk about this forever, but we yeah. will. Yes. Because we want you to go watch the film. Yes. Um but I we don't have to dig into this. Let me
0: I don't even on. I don't know what this is. Oh my God. It's apparently gonna be very deep.
2: It's not gonna be that deep but... Uh, get comfortable can we talk about the church
0: oh yeah 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 yeah. that's actually the first section of the film is exploring this issue in the context of church and i won't spoil the story but there is um just a, a, a woman a clergy member why not tell the whole story just there's a clergy member who who had been uh, sexually harassed by a man who was a known sexual harasser. Re- he was. But like repeatedly. Yeah.
2: Not just once. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's important.
0: A known repeated. Repeat, it be to the point that like the the other male church leaders just knew to assign him a minder, basically. Yeah. To like try and also, keep comma,
2: him. His leash was not working. Right. His leash was right. ineffective.
0: This minder was not minding, the minder not. failed.
2: Nope. He was an epic failure of grand proportions and I said he and I'm not sure that I feel bad about it.
0: I mean I'm sure I mean if the guy's issue is that he harasses women, I, I sincerely hope that people were smart enough not to assign him a female handler but well played you never know well played but you never
2: know. But you never know <laughs> Shoot, that hurts. But, like, okay, so also the reason I kind of wanted to talk about this part in particular is to hearken back to the last episode. Was that the last episode that we did about the LGBTQ? Yes. Thank mm -hmm. you. And the church, yes. So, like, the reason I want to hearken back to that is because we're talking about the United Methodist Church,
1: Mm, a church mm -hmm. that I grew
2: up in. Um, And we were talking about this big decision that happened and, you know, how they're going to be inclusive and if they're going to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, they're not um, going to be inclusive. Um, And and what I found interesting about this particular story is that that was a big vote, right? And we're talking about the impact of it. And I don't want to undermine the importance of that and also what we learned and didn't learn um from from that and and how however we're going to move forward with respect to that. What I think is interesting is that made it to a vote. Mm-hmm. But this particular topic for this particular member of of uh the United Methodist Church, who is a reverend in the United Methodist Church, she brought it to them. Um she actually took it to UMC, t- to actually discuss it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they took the papers down. This didn't even make it to a vote. Oh, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not, mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about a vote. What I'm talking about is we couldn't even discuss it. Right. Right? So, like, what was interesting about her story as I was sitting there, and again, this is, you know, what, a week and a half after having recorded mm-hmm. the LGBTQ plus uh, Christianity episode mm. where we talked about the UMC discussion or the UMC decision, a week and a half after that, I'm sitting there listening to her say that they wouldn't, they actually tried to get her to stop telling the story. They didn't wow. want the blog up. She had written a blog about it. They didn't want it up. Wow. They wanted to remove it. She actually, uh, they were supposed to present it and, um, to, and I don't know what, it, it's not a council, and I can't remember what it's called, so please don't let me lie to you about it, but basically, it's when the UMC church, kind of like with with the vote, in the where they have all the mm-hmm. reverends get together and everything, mm-hmm. they presented it, she was trying to present it mm-hmm. to be discussed, mm-hmm. and they took the papers down. They did not even discuss it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think...
0: yeah right
2: like we can't even talk about so like you want me to come to your church right right you want me to come to your church and exclude people who love other people Mm -hmm. but you want me to ignore the person who attacks me
0: yeah yeah
2: right you don't want me to sit next to someone who wants to marry someone of the same sex Who wants to love and honor them for the rest of their life, but I'm supposed to be okay with this dude on a leash with a broke leash? (laughs) Oh, no. I'm supposed to be okay with that?
0: Yeah. 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 No, it is. It's, It's a
2: mess. And the way that we consistently talk about the Catholic Church for all of its issues. Oh,
0: yeah. But that's every church.
2: I understand that. But I'm saying it's I think it's so easy that we're like, Well, you know how the Catholic churches do. You need right. to be careful with them priests and everything. But here we have a very clear, recent example that, hey bro, I don't know if you know, but uh and I don't lead them Catholics.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean
2: Yes. I know you and I know.
0: But so many people. I mean, well people don't, but if you if you have been part of a Christian denomination for most
2: of your life, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, But do you know what to call it?
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm just saying, I went to a Christian high school and we had at least two instances of a grown teacher praying on a high school mm. student. Mm. So, I, I, you know, there are scandals on, on this score all the time. And I think very often... We don't see people removed. We see people um, being temporarily "quote unquote" sat down. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know that's the favorite phrase.
2: But you know, and I think that's interesting, right? So, like, what's the what's the level of punishment that we're dealing out? And are we calling it punishment, right? Oh, so like, so like, you don't want to marry these people, right? You don't want to say that they're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um. And there are a lot of things that we didn't actually um, dive into in that episode that I still need to do research so um, I full disclosure my level of knowledge like I don't want to present myself as a um, an expert on what this particular vote meant or anything like that but like the what what we're choosing to punish what we're choosing to call like, Correct, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we're not punishing you. We're just correcting. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where
0: what what is punishment versus what is correction? That's a very good question. Do you
2: know what I mean? Like, what like what is it? And I think that Mm -hmm. discussion needs to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. because because I think what what often happens is we go through this whole thing where we're like, yeah, we're not supposed to judge before you. Take the what the splinter out of this oh, side, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tree out of Before, yard, right. right, right, ah, right. Blah, blah blah like so so under that guys we're like yeah we're not judging but like we just need to put you in a in a brief timeout right right so why does who who's deciding who gets the timeouts and for how long right and and when somebody just gonna get whooped you know what I mean like. <laughs> Like, at some point, at some point, going back to the cookie in the cookie jar, like, okay, go to timeout. I told you not to take them cookies. But, like, at some point, do you get a spanking? Like, I know that sounds super weird, but I'm just saying. I think
0: uh, oftentimes people are afraid to remove people from the church um, because, like,
2: oh, we can't remove you because the church is for sick people. It's Mm -hmm.
0: not for well people. Yeah. Okay, but it's also not for people to hurt other people. But right. also it is twenty nineteen. There are so many church services on the internet. Hmm. Why don't Ooh. you sit at home? In fact, the church could even maybe give you a little talent. Come by on Sunday and here's your little talent. Why don't you watch church wow. from where you can't hurt anybody?
2: But like low key, like seriously though, right? Like yeah. so like so like people who are sick get quarantined all the time. Right. So like, people who are
0: and not just not people who are sick, not people who have infirmities in their body, but rather people who are contagious, people who Ooh. are getting other people sick. Ooh. We don't put people who have cancer and come through because the cancer is not contagious. That's, but if you have I don't know the measles because your parents didn't vaccinate you, what? Stop
1: it!
2: You
0: might get put into a quarantine. Dang, we took
2: that left real quick. I mean, we got back, <laughs> we got back to the road, but dang, I wouldn't expect that. But like, okay, so, but also. In the film, what I think is really interesting as well is listening to her story Mm -hmm. and then later hearing the story with the other Reverend, um, Reverend Dr. George, one of the straight white males Mm -hmm. that you were talking about, George Mason, I believe. I wrote this down. Yes. The Reverend Dr. George Mason. Who I believe is Cheryl's pastor, actually. It's true. It's true. Which is also very telling, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking about someone who feels empowered but also knows that someone that is not just a part of her faith but a leader in her faith is behind her... Because let's be honest, like when you're in a fight with respect to social justice, and we've talked about this with with mental health, right? When you're in this fight with social justice, and it's almost like a self-injurious, like a repeated self-injurious act, right, that you're doing, um, however it is you get your peace back, it is good to know that she has a place, that she can go out there and listen to these horrible stories Mm -hmm. of things that are happening despite the fact that these people not just women but people are extremely courageous and strong and and honest and vulnerable and and for all it's good the fact that it came from something so horrible that she's got to listen to but the fact that she knows that she can go back to a place and gather herself Mm -hmm. with a leader in her faith who is going to support her has got to be amazing
0: that's such a good point yeah
2: And the fact that, unfortunately, this other woman who was a leader Mm -hmm. couldn't even do that with her peers. Mm -hmm. We're not even talking about her reaching out to a leader, but we're talking about just to her peers. Yep. Um. Yep, yep, yep. I think that says something. Yes. Right? I think it I think that's something that needs to be looked at.
1: Reverend Wyvette Blair Lavalley and I'm speaking in the film as the former associate pastor of First United Methodist Church Louisville. So, my role in the conversation I think as an associate pastor who was sexually assaulted by a lay member of the church and watched as the church did everything that they could to protect that person. I think my role is to speak out about what it means to start dismantling the walls of patriarchy. For too long, historically, women have not had agency over our own bodies. We have always had to be the ones to set boundaries. We've always had to be the ones to defend ourselves. And so I think it's time now for the church to realize that they need to face their sin of protectionism, their sin of protecting patriarchy, their sin of protecting male privilege. And that's what I want my voice to represent, is that voice that says it's time for those walls to come tumbling down. she said is that we have to recognize the sin
2: of protectionism. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, Damn. yes, because yes. like, don't we don't we do that if we don't mm-hmm. speak out? Um, and then just to listen to him actually say like that, he w- the very first thing he said is, "We are committed to shattering the silence." Mm-hmm. Like as a church, we are committed to stopping to stopping that. And he was saying, you know, the 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 culture of patriarchy has to end the and that. um you know, this feeling that men have more power um, over women's bodies or they have more claim to women's bodies or, or, or what have you. He said it's damaging to the image of God oh, as, yeah. he se- as, as he sees it. And so yeah. um, I think that was just it was really interesting to hear those two stories. Um, in the same hour right because yeah. this is yeah. And also we're talking about a lot of information and this is only like a 56 minute documentary yeah, it's really incredible and we're not we're like really only talking about 20% right, of it. <laughs> right.
0: and we've been talking for so long and have yeah I would be surprised if we talked about 20% of what is actually in this full
2: documentary it, it's just it's it's amazing work. I don't know if, if Miss Cheryl Allison is going to have an opportunity to listen to this episode but um, it is amazing work from an artistic yes. standpoint yes. but also just from an activist standpoint um, also from a listener standpoint mm-hmm. um, a platform giver um, it's just very impressive work yeah, like all around and I think it was such a very good night
1: to yeah.
2: like i mean it, it sucked that we had to be there for that right yeah. like it sucked that that's what we had to be there for is to to shed light on this but it also was brilliant that we were in this auditorium this movie theater full like completely yes. full, sold out and it had yes. been sold out you know um in other places but sold out and everybody was standing kind of in this unity
0: mhm absolutely
2: so if you were going for a grassroots movement miss allison right you did it sis yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely
2: it just yeah it was great do you have anything else because i feel like like also just as a note we have like a billion also just four or five links that we'll put in the episode because I, I want to make sure that you guys go to shatterthesilencefilm.com mm-hmm. um, which will give you like some information about the film itself.
0: And you can also see where there's going to be screening so you can find out if there's going to be a screening near you. Really, if you have the opportunity to go see this film. You really should. Yes, go do it. You,
2: and you should take people. Yes. You should take... And, 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 and notice that I said people. You shouldn't take your daughters. You shouldn't take your friends, your girlfriends, you should take people. Yeah. You should take your daughters, your sons, your cousins, your husband, mm-hmm. your wife, your mm-hmm. whoever. You should go. Like everybody should go because this is not a woman issue. Exactly. This is this is an issue.
0: Well, it's something that you know, if there is to be a solution to this, there's going to have to be a community solution. It's mm-hmm. not just going to be one gender or one group or one race or one church or one no it's going to have to be something that we do as communities Mm -hmm. um to to really end this epidemic of violence and harassment and just cruelty that has been going on for a long time for a very very long time
2: and i just um i i want to give a shout out to the names that she has on the website because she has one community, many voices. Um, And I think if she saw fit to, well, first of all, it features these people, but I think it's also important to say their names. They gave their stories. So I think it's only fair um, that we say their names. So forgive me if I mispronounce your name. I've already done that once, but we're going to try and get through this. Okay. So here we go. Senator Wendy Davis Representative Victoria Niave, um, Reverend Yvette R. Blair Lavallee, Reverend Dr. George Mason, Wendy Welch, Denise Lee, Wendy Watts, um, Mary Dorn, Tammy Dooley Neff, Dr. Robert Neff, Callahan Neff, Ernest mcmillan gabriella uh sasala i think um abram pedrosa and shannon howard so thank you so much for being a part of this film um and sharing your stories i feel like there is so much that we did not talk about
0: oh yeah but it's fine like it's it's a
2: thing right like we did do some things
0: yes i think that we went over a lot of (laughs) a lot of what is explored in the film. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin the film for yeah, them.
2: Yeah, I want you to still go to it. Like, I don't right. want you to just listen to this podcast and be like, great, I got it. Because you didn't.
0: Right. Because you didn't. Right. We're, we're like barely covering so it. much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and really just expressed so well and organized so well. I can't say enough about how really the film is, is a journey and it does a great job of being uplifting, mm-hmm. even as it really it, it takes you to pretty dark places. Yeah. To pretty and painful places.
2: It you know, I think that's the other thing is like you don't come out of it feeling beat up.
0: No, you really don't.
2: You don't come out of it feeling beat up. And I think that's really hard to do with a topic like this.
0: Well, because it's not a movie about listing all the ways that we suffer. You know, mm-hmm. it's a movie about there is a movement changing things. And it's really it's really it's ultimately a film about that movement. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that does that does mean that it's about um why that movement exists? It's about the mm-hmm. it's about the suffering. It's about the the violence. But it's it, you really come away feeling like, oh yes, people are working to change things, mm-hmm. and it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. There is change happening. That's why I love. It comes later in the film, but these moments with these young people mm-hmm. who are going to enter a world that I believe is you know you talk about how the whisper network. That great line from Cheryl about mm-hmm. how the whisper network existed when her grandmother, you know, eighty. 75 years ago yeah. was dealing with the same thing and the Whisper Network still exists today. Well, hopefully, we're raising up a generation of kids who won't have that same, who who have a better coping mechanism, yeah. who have a coping mechanism from their entire community, yeah. not just a handful of people who, who actually care because yeah. they have seen it happen.
2: And the last thing I want to say about this film, too, because obviously we love it, uh, Cheryl, but... It also shows that there are so many different ways to be an activist. Oh, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, like, yeah, she's an activist because she directed and produced this film, but she also had executive producers who were not in the film, but they were still helping move this. We're mm-hmm. talking about politicians who probably, not probably, likely, probably, likely, guaranteed take abuse, but you know that they're working with people across the aisle to get these. Uh, legislation's done. We're talking about mm-hmm. um, Denise Lee who's doing community conversation. We're talking about Shannon Howard who um, is a teacher. Like yeah. that is activism, right? Sharing
0: your story as a survivor Sharing is Sharing your activism. story
2: is activism. And so it's there's so many different ways to be an activist and there are so many um, that it, it doesn't necessarily mean you go out and you march with a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it means that you quietly tell a story right? Sometimes it is the whisper network. Sometimes your activism, sometimes that's how you can be active, is just to quietly tell this one person, hey, beware of the situation. Mm -hmm. Be, Be vigilant of the situation. And you don't realize that what you're doing is impacting someone somewhere. Because whatever that level of activism is, can empower someone to do something else. If you were quietly whispering to someone and someone was like, I can't be quiet about this, your activism, even in its even in its very, very quiet tone, sparked something else. So mm-hmm. I really like that this this allows people to choose their level of visibility yeah. and their own activism.
0: And also it's a reminder that it's it's everywhere, you know, one of the characters in the film. I, like, I guess, assist young women who are working in towards gymnastic careers. Oh, yeah. And you wouldn't have thought that, like, oh, what does that have to do with the Me Too movement? It's just, yeah. you know, helping people be ready f- to go compete at, like, yeah. gymnastics competitions. But no, like, I, I, I'm he not empowered- going to tell you, you know, where it happens in the film, but right. when you watch it in the movie, it is kind of incredible to yeah. see how he empowers these he young, empowered women. young women. Mm-hmm. And I think if it can happen there, it can happen It can happen in anybody's job. You
2: literally could be an activist at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like it could happen anywhere. So
0: you can definitely be an activist at a grocery store. uh, Union power. Blah 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 blah.
2: (laughs) Yes, that. Um, So yeah, I think I think this is a pretty. Decent little morator- moratorium that we oh yeah had here. I, I I mean I definitely don't think we did it justice. So and I think we were a little intentional about that because yeah. we want you to go see the film. So
0: and also you know uh, we want you to have this conversation. You yeah, know.
2: don't Watch. just take our word for it. Like what if what if you go and see it and you're like, hey, also comma, did you notice? Right, like.
0: And I promise you, there will be a did you notice.
2: There, there will be many. There will be many. And and we invite you to tell us what that is at yeah. echoes at echoesofthestruggle.com. Send us an email. Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought about it. If you were here in Dallas or actually in any of the places that we're screening
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and you want to share a, a story with us or your response to it, please send us an email. Get at us on the Facebooks. Um and let us know kind of what you thought. Uh, struggle.com also is our website. You can contact us through there. Um. So yeah, like we did a thing, and you're about to fall asleep. Is are you falling asleep? Is you tired, baby?
0: No, I mean I am tired, but
2: you can't be tired. Also, I think this is a great time to say Happy Mother's Day because we're recording Yay! this on Mother's Day, but also for the women who mothered us and for the women who are Mm -hmm. in that film who are mothering Mm -hmm. a new generation and telling them that they can be empowered to have a voice so shout out to all of the women who are mothering people whether you are biological mothers Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. um happy mother's day we are gonna get out of here because we gotta go see our respective moms yep so um yeah create hope forge a path change the world we'll see you next time